Hello, and welcome to episode 182 of the N Focus podcast. I am your irregular host, Andrew Brown, and I am joined by our regular co host, Tori Wassenaar. Tori, how are you doing this weekend? I'm good. I'm regular, which is always a good thing when you hit your 30s. Yeah, are you eating lots of fiber? No, it, I don't. I don't know how I do it. It just must be good genes, but yeah, it's good to be regular. Stay regular and see your doctor if you're not. <laughs> so let's move on with the latest Switch news. Now, we don't normally highlight sales, but there is an excellent one, even though this won't be evergreen. So, you know, in a couple of weeks, this will be worthless, but let's talk about it anyway. XCOM 2 is currently on sale for 90% off. It's $4.99. Normally, it's $50 US. That's an incredible deal, and you should jump on that if you're even slightly interested in it, because I don't think that you're going to get too many opportunities to get it at this price. Tori, do you have any hot takes on XCOM 2? Um, I, I haven't played two. I played a little bit of the first one and I thought it was pretty neat. Just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not quite my genre, but considering that, and I still enjoyed it, it it's no Mario and Rabbids, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Mario plus Rabbids, you know, is still a hard, well, we could go either way on that. We could talk about that more in depth. Mario plus Rabbids is a game you do have to put effort and thought into, and XCOM is on a whole higher degree from Mario plus Rabbids, so that's absolutely true. <laughs> and from what I've heard on XCOM 2 is it's even harder, but if you're a turn-based tactic strategy fan, I, I wouldn't sleep on this. This is a, an incredible deal that doesn't show up on Switch all that often. Yeah, for five bucks, you can't go wrong. Mm -hmm. If you have even the slightest interest, I mean, the worst thing that's going to happen, you're going to be out five bucks. That's that's a day's bus fare. In more significant news for the weekend, uh, we actually delayed our recording by 24 hours to cover this in a more timely fashion. We had a Pokemon Presents just this morning. Number of announcements in it, mostly focusing on mobile releases. Uh, Pokemon Go is going to have Alola Region Mons added on March 1st. Pokemon Masters EX celebrates 2.5 years. I didn't know that was an anniversary people celebrated. I know one year is paper. What is 2.5 years? Yeah, what's that? Um, 30? Paper mache. 30 months? <laughs> yeah. I got maths right now. No, that's right. 30 months, yeah. It's like uh, they're they're tracking it like it's a toddler, but anyway, <laughs> that, that that was amusing. Uh, lots and lots of trainers in in ridiculous costumes coming to Pokemon Astros EX. If you're into that kind of thing, Pokemon Cafe Remix is getting a delivery mode, which looks like you send a flying Pokemon out and then you sit around for 18 hours until it comes back with items. A typical mobile game. Uh, Pokemon Unite is getting a limited time quick battle. Uh, I haven't played Pokemon Unite, but it looks like uh, it's a mode where your special abilities reactivate a lot faster. So there's a lot more mayhem happening. And also Duraludon, a uh, ice type Pokemon, is coming to Pokemon Unite at a later date. Tori, have you played any of these games? I, I haven't. <laughs> I'm not big on on cell phone games. Well, you know I've played a lot of Pokemon Go. And I've been dying for new content because I've just been recycling stuff lately. And Is it new content though? I mean, aren't you just doing the same things, but you're getting new Pokemon? This is this is a reskin, basically. It is, but at least it's like ticking off boxes to complete your Pokedex. 
Sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've done, I've played plenty of games where I'm doing the exact same thing over and over, but you know, uh, it, it's got a different icon on it. That makes it new. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've had the Alolan forms in that game for a while. So having like the rest of the decks is uh, a long time coming. Hmm. Um, I tried Masters EX. Eh, it's fine. Not my thing. It looks really good. I mean, like graphically, it looks great. But it does. What it's, you do in it, I have no idea. <laughs> it's basically just Pokemon battles, but like really pared down Pokemon battles. It, it kind of resembles. Uh, it's been a while since I played it, but I think it kind of resembles like a mainstream Pokemon game. Not mainstream, uh, main series Pokemon game. Hmm. But it's very much mobile game eyesed. Pokemon Cafe just feels like a very classic mobile game sort of thing. It's cute, but didn't grab my attention. I miss Magikarp Jump. Do you remember that one? Wasn't that a mini game in Pokemon Stadium? It might have been, but mm. they made an entire mobile game about it. We had to like <laughs> train up Magikarp to jump the highest. Now, there was a mini game in Pokemon Stadium where you did that, but it, you didn't have to train anything. It was just button timing, and you got you tried to get, make your Magikarp jump higher than the other people playing. Because party games were big then. <laughs> in the old days. In the before times, before the dark times. And lastly, Pokemon Unite is pretty fun, but at the end of the day, it's still a MOBA. Yeah, it felt like it was way too late to be making a MOBA for Pokemon. It's like, you should have done this in 2015, 2016, not 2021, but, you know, <laughs> it's Nintendo. It took them 20 years to make a shooter, so... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, in more significant news, uh, we got new content for the console games. Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl is going to have a mystery gift you can claim to get Oak's Letter and a legendary Pokemon called Shaman. And then you can adventure with those. Did you get Diamond and Pearl or, or Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl remakes? I forgot. I got Brilliant Diamond, got the first badge, and then just left it. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I really hate this formula now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus is getting its first big update, version 1.1.0, Daybreak, which is available right now as we record this. It's adding new mass outbreaks, new trainer battles at the training grounds, and uh, another mystery gift for Legends. You just enter in the password mode, Arceus Adventures, all caps, and you'll get 90 assorted Pokeballs, which you'll probably blow through in about an hour. Probably. They're good balls, though. There are Ultra Balls, Gigaton, and Jet. So mm -hmm. they're like the top tier of all three kinds. So use them wisely. Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually downloaded this and played this a little bit last night because the patch came out right after the Pokemon Presents. Mm -hmm. It's good that they're adding post-game content that's actually content. <laughs> like, how do I say it? That's not a letter from Professor Oak and Shaman. <laughs> it's actual gameplay. Uh, it's yeah. got a, like a little storyline attached to it about these massive mass outbreaks. Mm -hmm. It's really daunting the first time you see the map when you unlock this feature because it's like 20 different icons on the map. Wow. 
it's huge. When they say massive, they mean it. Uh, so you can go around and check out every mass outbreak and see if it's a Pokemon that you want to grind out for your Pokedex or you want to shiny hunt or... Yeah, because the mass outbreaks is supposed to be easier to get shinies out of those, right? That's how I understand how they work. Yeah. Yeah, I have not advanced in the plot far enough to get to mass outbreaks. I, I'm still moving really slowly trying to cap out the Pokedex on everything I see. So I, I'm 50 to 60 hours on it now, but I'm still in the third region. <laughs> well, I don't know if this is all post-game stuff. I think it is post-game. So mm -hmm. it's not going to help if you want to complete the Pokedex before you get to the end. And by complete, I mean complete each entry as in it says completed, not just yeah, yeah. catch one of each. Just a level 10, not a perfect 10 for each entry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this feature won't help you out because it's all <laughs> after um, you beat the game. And unfortunately, you need to... You need to see every Pokemon at least once to get to the final, final post-game boss. So this is post-post-game, I'm pretty sure. And there will be a forthcoming new animated series based on Legends Arceus, probably to nobody's great surprise, since the the anime has always been a companion and an advertising device for the games. So <laughs> no surprise here. Uh, the biggest announcement was Pokemon Scarlet and Violet will be coming. Believe it or not, Later this year, I am very surprised to see that they are releasing another Pokemon game this close to Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, almost, I want to interpret Arceus as being treated like the neglected stepchild of the series at this point. Like, it got not little marketing, but it did not get the usual fanfare that a Pokemon game gets. Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl got more attention, and... Yeah. Then it came out and it it sold really well. People really liked it. But then they're releasing another mainline series, complete with the the, the color coded release, to like the two fold release uh, later this year. It's like, what's going on with Pokemon Legends? Can we get an explanation of what this is supposed to be? Because I'm confused. What did you make of Scarlet and Violet, Tori? When they showed it off, it really just looked like maybe it was going to be the next Legends game, and then you saw the castle and the mm -hmm. town and everything, and you're like, is this a Legends game in a modern setting then? Was Sword and Shield, was that a tech demo? And was Legends, was that a tech demo too? And they just released them to recoup costs, and this is the game they've actually been making? Like, I, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess so. Uh, I, I'm skeptical because they're releasing it as two colors, and I thought they were moving past that, but I guess not. Uh it's hard. So you're releasing it as two colors. So does that mean this is going to be more like the old style games? Or is it going to be more like Legends? Because if it's more like the old style games, no thank you. I'm not interested. My, my impression is that it's somewhere in between Legends and mm -hmm. um, traditional Pokemon. Yeah, like I wonder if it's keeping how combat and like Pokemon capturing works. So it, this is total speculation. They told us absolutely nothing in this trailer it was just a cinematic trailer but uh i'm wondering if capturing is going to go back to like the old style games where if you see a pokemon you want you catch it once you don't need to catch 25 of them to complete the pokedex and like and then then you just you battle them up to get levels up to take on the next gym like you know that might be okay if it's like an old style game but with the legends engine but i, I i'm just really into 
how you fill in the Pokedex in Legends, and I, I'm yeah. not, I'm not excited to be moving on from it already. So is Legends going to be like just a brief experiment they tried, which is what I mean by calling it a tech demo, or is it going to be something that they they do every now and then in between these these bigger grander games? I will say this for Scarlet and Violet, based on what they showed in this trailer looks way better than Legends Arceus does in terms of, of graphics and performance and colors. Yeah, the level of detail looks like it's a huge improvement over Sword and Shield's uh, wild area. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not as critical of it in Legends Arceus because it's meant to be a barren, unexplored world, and I think it gets that across well enough. My, my guess is that Legends is going to be like a sub-series that are more single-player focused, more mature-focused, I guess, audience. Because Arceus definitely does feel like it's got the, the appeal of like a, an older gamer's sensibilities, whereas Scarlet and Violet, it might go back to that sort of it's-for-everyone sort of vibe. So the story might suck again, and there'll be a villain team... Yeah, that that would be like what I meant by the older style games. And I, I talked about this a number of episodes back is, is I wonder if they're going to alternate with uh, an exploration focused legend style game and then a more traditional game that focuses more on Pokemon battling. And I was imagining in that scenario, the Pokemon battling game being more like Sword and Shield with just like a really simple world where it's just towns connected by straight lines. But if this is what they want to do instead for that that more combat trainer battling PvP focus game instead, you're like, you know, I might actually play that. I don't know. We still have much more to learn about this game. We can't really pass judgment on it just yet. They have said that this is an open world game. So they are changing mm -hmm. the formula drastically enough for me to, yeah. you know, pay attention to it, but whether or not it's going to be enough, because I'm just so tired of classic Pokemon. I am too, but I will say for Sword and Shield, the way it was originally presented, it looked like it was much bigger and more open than it was. Uh, I don't know if they described it as open world. I think maybe they were very cagey about that, just, just to avoid the fact that really the only open parts of it was the wild area, which is a, a side area that you don't even have to spend any time in. I'm not going to say any more on Sword and Shield, because we all know how disappointed I was by it. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I'm wondering if the same sort of marketing tactics are being applied to this one to make it look more open than it actually is i mean they've used the words open world they have but that doesn't mean anything it's marketing marketing says things all the time that don't fully describe it i guess we'll see because it, it looked like there yeah. were some changes like just even the npcs walking around the town area like you don't see that to that level in um any of the other pokemon games they like move around in a couple of spots but this looked like they were actually like open world npcs where they're moving around through town mm -hmm. so that little bit gives me hope it, as long as it's transitionless open world you know like it did look like that it looked like there were towns intermingling with the fields i guess yeah. for lack of a better word what do you think about the starters though I had no opinion about the starters. <laughs> like, they look like they're fire, water, and grass again. Uh, whoop de doo. You know? Everyone's <laughs> gone wild about the the cat, uh, Sprig Sprigatito. 
Um, the last time I got excited about a cat Pokemon, it was Litten, and we all saw what <laughs> happened to Litten. Oh, yeah. Everyone's poor, begging, poor you know. Litten. Poor Litten. <laughs> stay quadrupedal, please. Yeah. Don't turn into a luchador wrestler, please. <laughs> I've had um, my heart broken already by a cat park starter. <laughs> but you got the, the grass cat Sprigatito. Mm-hmm. Fue, Fue Coco? Which is the little chili-shaped crocodile. Mm-hmm. And you got Quaxley, which is the little duck water starter, which I am absolutely ignoring the name of and calling it Sergeant Quackers. <laughs> now, did you get, especially just going up those, the new starter names, did you get an Italian vibe from what they showed at this game? That was what I felt. I was like, this is based on Italy. I don't think they've confirmed anything yet, but that was the vibe that I got from it is this is going to be kind of an Italian setting. So people have actually pointed out that a lot of the landmarks are actual Spanish. Spain. Um, okay, that makes that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm I'm going to sound biased, but I really feel like Australia would have made a good open world. <laughs> like we we got rainforests, we got snowy mountains, we got desert, we got beaches. We got everything here and we're so huge and it's so unpopulated. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm obviously biased because I live here, but you would have thought something more akin to that than Spain for your first true open world game. But sure. <laughs> well, and I am going to once again humbly recommend the Pacific Northwest. I think this would be a great setting for a Pokemon game. So let's move on to uh, what we played this week. A sparse week for us uh, before a big release next week. I did seek out something new just to play something new, and I, I decided to step outside of my comfort zone because I always play retro platformers and adventure games, and uh, there was a puzzle game that popped up that I thought looked interesting. It's called Spelunking, or Spelunking with, uh, with the, the K capitalized, so it's got king in it. It's like a joke, but it's not funny. And the mind match is its subtitle. It's it's a match three adventure game. So like I'm not going too far out of my wheelhouse here. Uh, I play as this newcomer in the town who's come to visit their uncle or grandfather. There are characters that talk. It doesn't actually really matter all that much. Uh, but you're invited down into the the mine in the center of town, and you have to move through the mine by literally matching three on the symbols that are down there and there's like potion icons and rock icons and wood icons and a bunch of other icons and like the more you match them together then you'll actually start building up those things as actual resources that you can use both in the town and in the mine and how it's an adventure thing is there's actually a section of the mine that you do have to explore on each floor and if i want to move to like the bottom right hand side of the mine i need to start solving match three solutions or match four match five however many i can put together down in the bottom right hand corner of the screen and the screen will start scrolling in that direction and there's also a lantern that i have to keep charged up and there's this pattern at the top of the screen that'll be like potion potion wood rock rock so if i can match icons in that order then it'll recharge my lantern and it'll make it so i can see more of the screen 
at once. And as I'm exploring the mine floor, there are items that I have to discover. Like there will be keys that I can use to open doors that'll let me into more isolated areas of the mine. And there will also be little doorways I can find. If I go inside there, then there's an actual match three puzzle I have to solve within a certain number of moves. And that'll get me the amulet pieces that I use to open the door at the end of the floor that'll actually let me down to the floor beneath it. And there are 70 floors in total. <laughs> so uh, quite a long game based on that. I'm on floor four. So in the couple of hours I spent playing this game in the past couple of days, I've only gotten through three of the floors. So I think this is going to be a 40, 50, 60 hour game based on that alone. <laughs> Uh, and then I take all my resources, especially my rock and my wood that I find down in the mine. Don't ask me why there's wood down there. This is how the game is. And I can spend it in, like, the alchemist shop to buy new tile pieces that'll actually make my rewards from the mine more valuable. Or I can also use it to buy tools from the blacksmith shop, like new lanterns in case I don't want to solve the patterns to recharge my lantern i can just light a new one or like bombs and there's like a drill i can buy to bust through some of the the harder materials i thought it was a pretty interesting game i'm pretty happy with it uh definitely something i bought as a, or as a real time filler something that's going to take me a very long time to finish that i just play in like little micro doses every day instead of just something that i just sit and i just power through in a couple sittings but I'm very happy with what I played of it so far, and uh, I'm definitely going to keep at it, and I'm happy to have something like this just to play when I have short bursts or uh, a short amount of time where I can't really commit to one of the longer games I'm playing. It's always good to have a game like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the last one I played was that Book of Demons, which I talked about a couple episodes back. And this is this is definitely something more along the lines of that, where like I'm, I can just sit down and I can just play for for 20 minutes, and then I can just save my game and put it away until I'm ready to boot it up again. It's definitely strongly aimed in that direction. I think <laughs> I'm pretty sure this was a cell phone game first. That just happens to be on Switch now. The logo and the banner art on Steam make it look like a slot machine. That's unfortunate. Uh, I haven't encountered any microtransactions, but they might have just taken them out for the Switch release. I I just mean, like, it looks like something that you see on a slot machine. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. I see that now. Yeah. The dashboard icon is even just like this mining pick in in, in a circle, and it says Spelunking in front of it. Yeah. I definitely see what you mean right now. (laughs) That particular font as well and those colors, it's just like, yeah. Come lose money here. <laughs> I think that'll do it for this episode. Tori, what are you playing in the coming week? So I found out that Infernax was actually added to Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So yes, it is. You sold me on that, um, just on the nice. Zelda 2 comparison alone. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Castlevania 2 with the Zelda 2 player character. It's very much that check out last episode if you want to hear andrew's thoughts on it but i'll probably give mine sometime in the future um but also i just want to play that patch that came out for uh, legends arceus 1.1 cool and i'll be playing triangle strategy the uh new hd 2d release from square uh basically it looks like final fantasy tactics but made in 2022 <laughs> instead of 1997 
God, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure Andy will be joining us for that recording as well. So check in next week for that release. Thanks for listening to this episode of End Focus. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Also make sure to check out our sister shows, PlayState for PlayStation and Power of X for Xbox. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively GamePodular community. You can also follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and at GamePodular.com for updates, news, and other content. Links for all of these are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a Game Podular Patreon. The details for both of these are on our website. Thank you in advance. This episode was edited by Andrew. You can follow him at PlayCritically on Twitter and check out his long-form reviews at PlayCritically.com. And you can follow myself, Tori, at stwtwostu 2 on Twitter or on Twitch at ToriSTW. Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> we'll fix that later. <laughs> <laughs>